time for the morning panel. We are joined uh, today by former London City Councillor John Fife Miller and Mocha Cox, founder and principal, uh, principal consultant at Cox & Co. I appreciate you both uh, coming in today. Thank you very much. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for the opportunity. Uh, thanks for coming in. Uh, I want to talk and start by talking about this missing submersible uh, carrying these five people. Uh, they lost contact with the surface on Sunday. The amount of air they have is kind of running out right as we speak. And so I don't know what's going to happen here. The best case scenario is they've located them. They just haven't mentioned it yet, but it doesn't seem likely. It doesn't seem like there's a a, a positive uh, story coming from this. Um, this is a story that's captured the attention of people in Canada, United States, in England, or like around the world. Uh, what are your thoughts on this, uh, Mojta? We'll start with you, I guess. Thanks. I mean, it's it's a wild story to follow. Um, tragic in a way because here is an elective journey that folks have chosen to take on an unregulated vessel. Completely unregulated. And uh, a very costly one. And so for me, I'm, 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 I'm perplexed. I'm perplexed as to why one would make a choice to spend a quarter of a million on such an excursion that seemed quite dangerous on the upfront. So, you know, and and at the same time, we're looking at places across the world where, um, you know, folks at sea are capsized because they're fleeing, uh, you know, lack of safety and and tragedy. And so when you're looking at these two really conflicting pictures and, and stories, it's, it's really hard to wrap my mind around that. <laughs> it is. It is like it's. It's easy for me to say after the fact. You probably shouldn't do this when you see how it's gone wrong. <laughs> but even then, like the more you learn about it, I mean, my good, like it's 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 wild. Yes, it, it's wild. But you know, money won't buy you happiness, but it will buy you space on the sub at yeah. the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, you know, I think that. As much as this has gone wrong, will this stop people from doing it? No, no. Like, if anything, I mean, like, it's going to have the opposite effect. One hundred percent. Like, let's be honest. If they don't find this sub, there'll be people there going down to look for it at the end of the day. So, I think that um, th- this is something that uh, that seekers that really want to do this and have the ability to pay for it at the end of the day are going to be happy to do it. It's going to be like space travel. People will be more than happy to put their – if they've got the money to put it down to get up in space. And uh, um, I think, you know, we always hear of these incidents. I think we have them on a on a – I'm going to say on an annual basis. We hear of one or two. But I just don't think this will stop people from wanting to be a, it's so-called adventurers. Well, one of the questions I have, you know, as you look at this, you know, hopefully they're found. But even if not – I mean, the the amount of resources being poured into this search, potentially recovery, is enormous. I don't know what the bill is going to be, but it is enormous. And at a certain point, should government, I mean, at what point do we say, listen, um, I'm sorry this has happened. I feel for you, but this is this is expensive. And maybe if OceanGate wants to or private donors want to uh, spend by all means, but this is expensive and it's got to stop. Not maybe not today, but it's at some point soon. That'll be a tough call. That'll be. I, a don't, tough I wouldn't want to make that call. No I'm just. I'm just saying. It's this is expensive. You know. And I think there should be some parameters around. 
I, I guess that's dangerous territory too. We can't really quite predetermine no. what kind of rescue missions will take on and what's valid and what's not. It, I mean, these are lives, regardless of the choices that were made, they're at risk and we don't know where these folks are. As I said, this is all very perplexing. I wish that we would make better choices as a community, and it's hard. You know, we're seeing parallel narratives. You know, on on one hand, just down down the highway, we're we're banning compassion. On the other hand, here we are spending two hundred fifty thousand for thrill seeking and whatever else. I mean, this seems like a thrill seeker to me, John. Like, I, how do you yeah. not sign up for that and say it's not going to be a, a thrill-seeking adventure? So it's, it just seems really wasteful. I feel like we need to be more mindful of where we're putting our efforts and our energy and our, and our, and our finances. Even the individuals who, are, who sought that experience. I, I'm just so curious what, they, what else they could have done with quarter I would, million. I, I would, you know what? I would love to think that they would, but... I, I just don't think that they – it's not something that I think crosses their mind. And and I think part of that is the ability when, – when you're looking at this as an opportunity, this isn't your last $250,000 yeah. and you're saying I'm going to go down and look at the Titanic at the end of the day. But given that, I do think that this is an opportunity that when people – when you're at that level, when you can afford this, you are doing other things I think and and – I think the thrill-seeking is definitely one of them. I can say I jumped off the stratosphere in Vegas and when I did it, the one reason I did that was I thought if this goes wrong, it's not going to matter by the time I hit the ground. <laughs> so, But I, I think that thrill-seeking piece right now is something that is really inbred in us is we really – here's an opportunity and I think the one thing that has never changed in us is we believe – the, the medicine man at the end. When the guy tells us, this is safe. Don't worry. You're going to go down. You're going to have a great time and you're going to come back up. We believe him. We don't look at it and go, man, you know, that's a really small space. If this doesn't go well, what are your plans? Sometimes you think with your heart. Sometimes you think with your head, right? And, exactly. And this is more of a heart uh, decision. I do, it, it, on all seriousness, like should we still be going down? The, at a certain point, like this is a I mean, you, we know about the title. We, what more could we possibly learn? I, I understand there's – it's a story that has captivated people for decades. It's over 100 years at this point. At a certain point, I mean this this was – you could argue it's a graveyard and we're still picking at it, taking stuff away from it. Was that uh, big jewel still down there from the movie? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean I'd, yeah. I would I, – I, I would argue at some point um, – I think it's time. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. No doubt. I mean, I think immediately after people were exploring, I mean, history is important to preserve. These are stories that are really, I think, important to preserve and tell and continue to explore. I mean, there's not much more that we can always learn more. There's not much more that we should be investing in learning from that experience. I think we need to continue to invest to preserve that element of history and, 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 and let that story be told. But we're looking at so many other things that are asking for our immediate and urgent care. So we can let this one rest and let those folks rest in peace. This is a great grave site. Have some respect for the folks who've passed. Yeah, that's what I kind of, you know, I think too. It's like, you know, people die. I mean, I was talking earlier, the, the, where well, I mentioned, you know, the, the wife of uh, the CEO, um, Isa, 
and Isidore, and Isidore was his body was found a couple of days later. Iso is still down anyway, but so it's 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 I don't know it's it's a, it's it, there was hope at the start of the week now less so. Hey. Yeah. Hopefully uh, there is some closure in whatever way that comes. We continue on with the morning panel uh, joined this morning by Mojta Cox and uh, John Fife Miller. I want to turn our focus from uh, the sub to something else that's kind of bubbling along. I'm going to cobble together a bunch of different instances here. Um, there was a story we had earlier this week about multiple police agencies in southwestern Ontario investigating mischief to pride flags. Uh, we've, I think people are familiar with the story out of Norwich at this point uh, in terms of uh, celebrating pride there. There's also a story out of uh, Essex. The Greater Essex County District School Board has decided to temporarily bar members of the public from in-person meetings due to safety concerns following recent disruptions. Now, all these are, are for different reasons, but I just kind of wonder and kind of worry if we're becoming more angry, uh, less tolerant and how we turn that around. Uh, John, we'll start with you this time. I, yeah, I I think if there's one thing we're really struggling with right now is a lack of respect for one another. Um, I think, and I think, Devin, we've talked about this before. It used to be that you have be able to have a difference of opinion, but you would be able to discuss that. And actually, I've always thought that a difference of opinion is a great thing because it brings you to a common goal that you can both live with. But today it has become so black and white. If I differ in your opinion, I'm wrong at the end of the day. And so – Not I th- only are you wrong, you're almost evil, right? That's right. Like, like if I uh... – 100%. And we see that. We see that a lot where it gets blown out of proportion. And, you know, you hear people say, well, it's it's a Trumpism thing. It's a, I'll be honest. I think people look for excuses to justify their bad behavior at the end of the day. We are all responsible for what we do and what we say. And you know what? At the end of the day, I think we ha- we need to be held accountable for that. Mojta? You know, far-right extremism, which is what much of this anti-pride, anti-just tolerance and compassion and community care sentiments are rooted in, is not a new thing. You know, one of uh, my, my, I can't say favorite, our articles, uh, news headlines, white nationalism and, and right-wing extremism are uh, old wine uh, on new labels, you know, we and, and new new labels, rather. And so when I read the CBC report where we were talking about how we have a deep concentration of this brewing, far-right extremism and nationalism brewing in southwestern Ontario, and quite frankly, birthed and born and raised in southwestern Ontario. So, you know, we in this area, in this region, we shouldn't be alarmed. And it certainly has um, maybe a little bit to do with this Trumpism. Like there's some, John, we can agree that, or perhaps not. Like let's really think about the shift that happened since that level of um, emboldened hate was just mainstream, aired, tolerated, and almost accepted for a couple of years straight. And expect it. Yeah, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that. I also think that one of the things that we are seeing is far right, far left, a lot of times will use the exact same tactics to make their point. And, and I think the ability to walk centric down the middle has become almost very unpopular 
at the end of the day. Someone wants you to take that hardcore stand. And I think that's really unfortunate at the end of the day because when you take those hardcore stands, you don't accomplish anything. And I think that's one of the things we're seeing right now. I think we're seeing an economy that's struggling getting going. I think we're seeing uh, communities that are struggling with that binding and coming together. Um, and and I think on the, on the Trump thing, I'm not – I would agree with you on your statement that – it has become acceptable, I think, is a really good way to put it. And that's a problem, 100%. See, when I reference far-right extremism, I'm not so much talking about the, although I am following what you're saying for sure, and it's relevant. What I was referencing was white nationalist, white supremacist groups. And this is a little different than the narrative of the political spectrum and being centrist or left or right. We're talking about deep roots of our Canadian version of the KKK being the Canadian Heritage Alliance being born out of Kitchener, Cambridge, Waterloo area. And so we have to really be cognizant of the fact that this is as old as time and we just haven't addressed it. What I think is important to really recognize here, the danger in the way that we're communicating with one another about different Positioning, And I don't think that there's any debate about people's lives being uh, protected and people living in dignity. There should be no debate about that. You can have your opinion um, and, and that's fine. Uh, however, people's lives are first and their dignity and their care should fall first. And that's, that's not up for debate, I, not for people like myself and certainly not for many others. I, I think that what's dangerous is that if we are now closing... Uh, you know, school board, public meetings. We're we're now in a moment where it can be, in a way, validated for safety precautions. That open and public debate is going to be um, quite acceptably stifled. Yeah. And so, informed community members wanting to engage are not going to be able to do that because some people can't hold it together and have uh, a dialogue. And know where the, the, the boundaries are about the non-negotiables of what's up for debate and what's not needs to be very, made very clear in this community. And I think that, you know, the, the vandalism that we're seeing around Pride, these conversations have to start at home. But I think the, da- the real danger is, is that we're slowly seeing public engagement platforms being shut down because people fear for their safety. And that's also valid. We need to, I mean, it starts with having the conversations, right? I mean, you can't, uh, you can't shy away from them. Hopefully temporary, temporary means just one and they can start again soon because uh, the longer temporary becomes permanent, that's where I think kind of the danger lies. Uh, we're out of time. I appreciate you both coming in and we will continue these conversations another day.